Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, let's bring in Barrett Salee of CBSSports.com on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Barrett, welcome. I wish you could be with us tonight. I think it'd be very insightful for a guy who covers sports. As well, but uh, as it is, I will be uh, at a cookout with some friends to close out the summer. Well, Joe Klein's feeding us Corky's barbecue. You could have just come here and really killed two birds oh. with one stone. But well, you, you could, did get to you hang out with some my way. Yeah, we could. You got plenty of good barbecue in Atlanta too, though. We get we did uh, have KJ and Jalen Catalan at SEC Media Days last week, though, and uh, also Bumper Pool. But we've got Cam Little because Bumper couldn't make it tonight. We're excited to have the kicker. But uh, we were talking earlier, Barrett, about the depth of the field at quarterback specifically. I mean, you could probably make the same argument about safety, even though Jalen was named to the first team in the preseason. And then Cam Little was 20-24, didn't miss a PAT, and he's nowhere to be found on the all-conference preseason. Pretty good pretty good kickers in this league as well. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. The quarterbacks definitely stood out to me, you know, because not only were there a ton there, but, you know, the guy that almost threw for 5,000 yards, Will Rogers, wasn't. You know, so and whoever wins the job at LSU wasn't same with Texas A&M. So yeah, I mean the quarterback position is is really deep. Um, and you're right. I mean it was hard to fill out uh, the the All SEC team at kicker because I mean you really couldn't um, you really couldn't go wrong with whoever you picked from those two spots. But um, yeah, I thought the Arkansas guys were a lot of fun last week. They uh, they handled media days very very well. Uh, and you know I think in terms of ambassadors. For the sport and for Arkansas, Sam picked the right three guys. Yeah, Cam Little was not there. He is going to join us tonight, and he was named to the Werfel Award list, Barrett, which i got to be honest, I didn't even know was a thing. It's a combination of not guys who are the most untalented Heisman winners. It's actually a Heisman. It's a, a combination, rather, of guys who do great things on the field and off the field, and I'm so happy to see Cam Little listed in there. I, that's a shot at Danny Werfel. Um, Thinly veiled, yes. Shot, I see. It um, is. No, it, not even that thinly word. veiled. No, that, that's just—it's not veiled at all. Do you uh, remember the um, man he beat out for the Heisman that year? A man who went back-to-back two-thousand-yard seasons and got no respect because his team stunk. Do you know who that is? Now that's Troy Davis, Davis of Iowa State University. Before Iowa right. State was relevant, and then there was like a twenty-five-year gap, and now they're kind of back to somewhat relevant. You sound—you sound bitter about that a little bit. As a proud Iowa, well, as an Iowa State alum, uh, I am a little bit <laughs> not proud. Just an Iowa State, alum. not proud. Um, yeah, no. Werfel, the Werfel Award is uh, is one that I think doesn't get enough credit because of uh, of, of what Danny has done, you know, throughout his his, you know, his career as a um, as a, a charitable, uh, you know, he has three or four charities actually. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, it's awesome that they're getting recognition. I can tell you what when. When awards like that, when the watch lists come out uh, about ten o'clock every day, my, uh, my my inbox just starts banging because they all send them out at the exact same time. We were talking about a list of quarterbacks in the SEC uh, that somebody had, and KJ was ranked as the fourteenth best quarterback in the country. And you think oh, that's not bad? And you look, there were seven SEC quarterbacks ahead of him. Uh, and I, I don't agree with that list. I don't think there's any way he's the eighth best quarterback in the SEC, but. Uh, it, it was. It's a very tight race, I guess, uh, for those quarterbacks. How, where, where would you put uh, KJ in, in the SEC uh, pecking order? Uh, I put him behind Rice. I put him behind. Ended Hooker. I, I put him behind Stetson. 
Spencer Rattler. Man, that's probably it. I put him ahead of Will Rogers because I do think Will Rogers is a product of the system. So I'd probably have him fifth. Uh, you could probably convince me that maybe Spencer Rattler should be behind him because he hasn't done it in the SEC and KJ has. And you could probably, you know, make a case for Stetson, although I think Stetson is wildly underrated. So I'd say, you know, I'd say fifth most likely, and then you can probably be convinced one way or the other to move him up or down. Yeah, I look at it like this. Uh, KJ did not lose his job last year like Spencer Rattler, and he didn't have to transfer either. And so I, I feel like he's a maybe a better quarterback. Well, yes, but also Spencer got beat out by Caleb Williams. And I, I think I think Spencer at, at Oklahoma it was, I wouldn't say unfairly criticized. He had a lot to live up to with Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield and Tyler Murray preceding him. It's a lot on somebody to do that and it's not like he was terrible he 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 made some mistakes and he was good for an interception a game or so but um he was pretty darn solid so i don't know i think maybe all of us maybe unfairly view what oklahoma quarterback should be based on the three that preceded him yeah i i would agree with that he was solid but if he'd have played better he wouldn't have lost his job and he, or, or there wouldn't have been an opportunity for him to lose well, his job. Well, the guy to beat him out is pretty good, too. I know, but he would have never hit the field, is what I'm saying, if he, if Spencer Rattler would have played better. That guy would have never got the opportunity, really. Yeah. Well, you're they're, they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, he can be a really good quarterback and also not be as good as the guy at Oklahoma, right? No, we saw that at Alabama a couple of years ago, yeah. you know, but it wasn't. To what whatever happened to him? <laughs> it wasn't the <laughs> performance on the field that was killing Hurts, necessarily. No. Yeah. It was no, Nick Saban hated was, him. But, well, I think Jalen, the lack of um, of downfield threat was, was what really bothered Alabama fans and bothered Nick State because he was a good running threat, obviously, but um, he had not developed as a passer, and obviously Tua, uh, Tua was all right in that department when he, uh, when he took over. So we were asking the listeners, I'll, I'll put it to you a little differently, Barrett. We're talking to Barrett Salih of CBSSports.com because you're not a fan. You're a guy who covers the sport. I mean, you're a fan of the game, but... Anyway, I asked the fans earlier, because we're doing this event tonight with some of the current Razorbacks and former Razorbacks, what game are you most looking forward to? Arkansas's got a very interesting schedule this year. You know, you've got a couple of big games at home with, you know, teams that the Hog fans love to see, Alabama, LSU, sometimes not Alabama so much. And then you got two games that you may never play again, you know, one at home and one on the road with Cincinnati and BYU. You may not have those opponents at your place and at their place, respectively, ever again in your lifetime. What for you is the most intriguing or exciting game for Arkansas on their schedule this year? It's the A and M game, uh, just because typically that gets wild, typically that gets crazy, and, and I think where that game is in terms of the schedule timing uh, could absolutely be a springboard for the air quote biggest contender to Alabama status. Because I'm not the biggest A and M guy. Um, I know obviously A and M's had success in that game before, uh, but. I just I don't buy A and M, and if Arkansas can, I would say spring an upset because I do think it'll be technically an upset um, based on you know Vegas odds makers that um, that it can springboard Arkansas to that level to you know contender status. I, I think it would it would it have it would have the opportunity and the ability to send Texas A and M in a downward spiral. And so I, I, that one to me is, is the one for Arkansas that I kind of look at and say, okay, this is sort of the swing game. This is the one yeah. that 
determines, you know, where Arkansas goes from here and where Texas A&M goes from here. Yeah, we don't call those must-wins. We call those pivotal games. It's a key game. It's an important game, and it could be a pivotal game for Arkansas. And I think a lot of fans would love to see Arkansas help create a downward spiral for A&M. I don't know why. I guess we do know why. We don't like A&M because of their goofy traditions and the fact they don't have cheerleaders and also their coaches are easily not likable. But I don't know that that's my answer necessarily, but I never really thought about it that way. So that's, that is an interesting point. Um, yesterday, Wes had Brian Edwards on, who was a, like a gambling guru from Vegas Insider. I was off moving and praying for death. Uh, unfortunately, I lived and had to do the whole move. So uh, I'm back today to talk about this. Brian said Arkansas is going to finish just behind Ole Miss for third place in the West ahead of A&M. If Jimbo Fisher messes around, and West, you can say he could go five and three and still finish fourth. If Jimbo Fisher messes around and finishes fourth in the West, are they going to burn his house down and run him out of town, or are they just going to go, oh, well, we're going to a bowl game? They're not going to run him out of town. And full disclosure, Brian Edwards is a genius because I had Alabama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas a in my top four in the West as well. Well, I hate it both would of you. Be, <laughs> it, would be, it would be quite uh, interesting to see what happens because I think the, the hype on Texas A&M, I think, is a little artificial. And it's artificial because it, it has something to do with the recruiting class, this past recruiting class. They recruited well prior, too, but I think this recruiting class has sort of given people an unrealistic view of what this actual team will be. A lot of these players are going to have to contribute along the defensive line. You have to have eight or nine guys. Adam doesn't have eight or nine veteran established players. They're going to need three or four of those members of the recruiting class to play significant snaps in that rotation. When you're when you're asking true freshmen, I don't care how talented they are, when you're asking true freshmen to go up against grown men with AARP cards and fans, <laughs> that's problematic. So I think if sanity prevails, which at Texas A&M is asking a lot, then Jimbo will not be heavily criticized. But I think because we know how that program is and the expectations, an 8-4 and four season, a 5-3 and three conference record, would and 4th in the West would not go over very well. Who's their quarterback going to be? Kellen, oh no, not this uh, I think it's going to be, <laughs> still, um, I, I think it's probably going to be Max Johnson. Hmm. I don't necessarily think he's a difference maker. He's a good player. Is he, is he a difference maker? No. Is he a guy that can compete with Bryce Young in the West? No. You know, Jimbo definitely likes Haynes King, and obviously he won the job last year out of fall camp for a reason, but I just I don't think that he would have gone out and gotten a guy like Max Johnson unless he was supposed to start because he does have that experience. I think it was Brandon Marcello who wrote Arkansas has a better quarterback than A and M, KJ than whoever you know either one of those guys. They have a better offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator than A and M, and he likes Sam Pittman better you know as a head coach. So why we, wouldn't you think Arkansas is better than A and M? It was somebody this else year? who said that, but I know you're talking. He was sitting on Fine Bomb Show and said it. Some guy I'd not heard of before, but John Neighbors knows who it is because he's had him on. I show. think uh, yeah, you're right. But, but anyway, I think it's a great a, point. Right, Brandon might feel the same way. I don't know. It is a great point. I mean, and I agree completely. Uh, I think. Um, when the coaching staff is, but well, uh, 
So Arkansas said that Sam said it. His, his coaching staff in terms of coordinators might be one of the best in the country. Um, you know, just the combination and the way to the way that he's gone about, you know, constructing that coaching staff is, is really remarkable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, to me, that that's a completely valid um, uh, point. Points, I guess, would, would be the case. And I I don't disagree that Pittman is, I would say, more trustworthy than Jimbo. Uh, you know, I would disagree at least right this very second, but I could definitely hear an argument um, in Pittman's case. So it, I agree. I think I think Arkansas is much more stable right now than Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M has, has boom or bust potential, and I don't necessarily think the boom part is going to happen right now. Well, there you go. I think we all agree on that part. All right, Barrett, thank you for the time, my friend. Enjoy your cookout tonight, and we'll be thinking of you as we're eating barbecue and hanging out with uh, the Razorbacks tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys.